So if you're anything like me, you're probably mildly obsessed with your business and you love being able to take care of the clients that you do and being able to manage that work from the day to day. Sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming and other days it can feel really, really easy. So part of running our business, it also means we also have to pick that software and that tech that we need to use. And when I first started out in my firm, I used to write everything down on a piece of paper. I used to have sticky notes everywhere and I used to be so, so overwhelmed. And I also didn't know which tech to use, right? So there's so much information online about use this tech and implement this and why you should have this. But nobody's really explaining but why. Instead, they're just saying just choose this tech, right? So when I started my first bookkeeping business, and at that time, I started off with just those sticky notes and just those notebooks. And I always used to tell myself, what's the point in getting into these project management systems if ultimately at the end of the day, it's just me? Why does it matter, right? It took me several years to get into that business to really realize that as my business grew, I really needed help. And I also felt like I was so overwhelmed with so much information, with trying to remember client deadlines. And the more I grew and the more clients I had, I just lost track of absolutely everything. Around that time, I really knew that something really needed to change. So that's when I really dived into how can I find a project management system, something that's going to help me manage my tasks and the projects and all this massive amounts of client work that just kept stacking up. So I tried every project management system you can possibly think of throughout the year. So I've been running businesses since 2015. This is now I have my third business. My first one was Top Notch Bookkeeping Solutions, where I actually did bookkeeping and taxes. Then my second company is Workflow Queen, and that is the one that is hosting this podcast. And then I have another business called Magnetic Bookkeeping and Consulting, which is actually my brand new firm started back in the beginning of 2022. And so throughout the years, I've tried so many different project management systems. And back, I think it was either 2017 or 2018, I decided to go full force with really trying to find a project management system because at at that time, I knew I didn't have a choice but to bring someone on. And when I first started my business, and I'm sure a lot of you listening have also been in the same place, you tell yourself, I don't want a team. I just want it to be me. I just want to make the money and make an impact on the world and just kind of walk away and be okay with that. But inevitably, you will get to a point where you actually might hit that wall where you're like, I at least need a VA. I at least need a bookkeeper for five hours a week. It doesn't need to be these full-time roles. But when you get to that place to be able to give yourself those vacation hours and be able to give yourself the time that you need to do personal stuff for yourselves, you'll find that you wish that you had implemented something a lot sooner to be able to outsource those tasks easily. One of the things I also let people know is that when you're going out and seeking these project management systems, they're not just helping a team, they're actually helping you. So for a while before I implemented a team, I relied on my project management system to help me get everything out of my brain. I used to have a step, I had a client that um, was a coffee roaster company and they sold product online through Wix and Wix literally just to do one piece of their reporting took me like 40 steps. And I used to have it on like an Excel spreadsheet and written down somewhere. And the moment I was able to implement a project management system, I took all that, all those steps and put them into there. And every time it repeated monthly, it literally freed up so much of my brain space. And like, have you ever been one of those people who literally look at your task list, whether it's in a system or written down, and you're just like, oh, no, no, that just sounds really overwhelming. A lot of the reasons why things seem overwhelming is because we don't have them documented, which can help you take away that brain space and that brain power you're going to need to do the work. If you think about the other end of that, a lot of the times you write these things down, they probably only take us five minutes. I am so one of those people 
who it will take me five minutes to do something that I put off for three months. And like the reason we do that is because we don't have information. We know it's going to take that brain space and it's really overwhelming. And that's why these systems really support. So going back to the origin story of how I implemented my project management system, regardless of what you use, you're going to love this episode because I'm going to dive into what you're really looking for in your system. My one disclaimer real quick for anybody, whether you use something like Asana or you use any other project management system, I recommend that you at least pick one platform and you stick with it for a couple of months. I know that sounds exhausting to think a couple of months, but those months will go by so quickly or at least work with one client in a new project management system and actually test out the bells and whistles, but also don't put yourself in a place where you're trying to test out every bells and whistles because that's just going to make you feel overwhelmed and then you're not actually going to go into the system that you're setting up. So the chances are you'll actually get used to the system you're using. And that's a lot of the big reasons why people have resistance to whatever they're using is because it's new. All new things make us feel uncomfortable. So implementing a new project management system will make you feel the same. Also, another big thing too to kind of note before we dive into today's episode is you will hear left and right in a lot of these different Facebook groups like what everybody is using. And I think that's incredible and I love when people give advice and I love when they share their experience. But just remember that just because the industry trend is pushing towards a specific software does not mean that that's what you have to use. It does not matter what I say, like even for myself, it doesn't matter what I say, it doesn't matter what any other person says, it ultimately will come down to what makes you feel the best. Is it the way the it has to be aesthetically pleasing? Is it maybe the buttons are too bright and you just weren't attracted to it? Those are all okay. So just because other people are saying to do something doesn't mean you have to do it. It's just your due diligence as the business owner, whether you're a beginner, beginner or you're at more of an advanced stage and you've been well-seasoned. No matter what, it is ultimately up to you. I just think it's great to pick people's brain and say, well, why do you like these things? Can you show me an example of that or what that, talk me through what that looks like for you every single day. So what we're going to dive in and cover today is what Asana even is. So that's the system that I use. Why bookkeepers and accountants need a project management system. So we're going to dive into that in just a second. The benefits of Asana for bookkeeping firms and why I believe that a lot of these firms can run really well with it. And how to create workflows in Asana for all aspects of your business. So whatever project management system you use is not meant to just do client work. Your business cannot thrive if the only thing that you focus on or the only thing that you look at is just clients. What about you? What about your business? What about those hiring tasks? What about onboarding your own team members? What about your social media management tasks? What about your blog tasks if you decide to layer in those marketing? What about your sales pipeline? There are so many different aspects um, and pieces of your business that I really truly believe that if we only focus on the client work, we're never going to serve ourselves and that's a disservice to you and also your clients. You want to make sure that your business can grow and grow and grow and not only for yourself, but also your clients as well. So let's go ahead and dive in in today's episode. I'm so pumped to go through all this lovely stuff. If you have any questions or you want some more clarity, by the way, I am having a five-day free challenge. It's going to be hosted uh, from March 27th through March 31st of 2023. It's going to be five days where I'm going to show you workflows, how to create them. And I'm also going to be showing you a behind the scenes of my Asana, how to use it, and so on and so forth. You can go to workflowqueen.com backslash challenge. And if you are listening to this episode after those dates have already passed, don't worry, just get yourself on the wait list. And the next time I host it, you'll be there. We dive into a lot of what's going to be covered here. Do you ever feel like if you had actionable systems in place that it can actually take your practice to the next level? 
Can you imagine the freedom you'd gain from finally getting everything out of your head and into a system that can help you move things on autopilot? Do you ever feel like you want to hire help for your practice, but you just don't know where to start? Trust me, I get it, and you're not alone, but it doesn't have to be this way. You're kick-ass at doing the bookkeeping and accounting work. There's no doubt about that, but you struggle to maintain the systems and operations of your business. Am I right? But don't worry, that's where I come in, the workflow queen. I'm going to guide you on how to implement tech, systems, and automation in your practice so you can scale bigger, hire better, and break through to the next level. I can't wait to support you here on the Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang. So it's absolutely no secret that I'm obsessed with Asana, and you know I will always shout it out from the rooftops. I mean, I've been using it for for years now, and now three different companies, and it has never failed me, and it's always just been a robust piece of my business. It's allowed me to really handle those daily, monthly, quarterly, and even annual workflows that I actually have to use in my firm. So now I've ran two different firms, one I ran back in the day, and now I have one that I currently run and Asana was literally the first thing I implemented it when I did it all over again. And I get asked the question, when you run your business all over again, and if you were to start from scratch, what would you implement first? My answer every time, and not because I'm coined the workflow queen and not because I love systems, but ultimately it's systems. I just had someone in one of my paid groups, kick off with Asana for bookkeepers and accountants, ask the question of, if you could start all over again, what would you do? And a majority of the responses were the same thing that I had just said. I think that when you get to a certain point in business, you think, oh, I don't need these things. I don't need to implement this or that to make things faster. And then, But once you hit that point, it's way too late. At that point, it's like now you're having to work backwards and it can be really, really, really overwhelming. So in my opinion, a project management tool is really essential for keeping on top of your tasks to really not only manage your clients, but your team and even yourself. It doesn't need to be about the clients. And if you don't have a team, that's okay, but you still need to manage a lot of aspects of your business. So I wanted to talk about the hierarchy of Asana and a lot of project management systems will kind of follow the same route, um, but not necessarily. They might use different terminology, but I'll kind of explain it here. So inside of Asana, They have what they call teams, and teams are not necessarily the vocabulary of a team member. A team is just essentially a department of your company is the best way I can describe it. What I recommend when you're setting up your Asana is your teams should be named your company team, finance team, client work team, sales and marketing team, HR team, and then an operations team and an education team. So I guess that's seven total. And the reason why I recommend all those is because you want to departmentalize your business. Imagine you had a file folder on your computer named your business name. So we use mine as an example. I have a folder called Workflow Queen. Inside that folder, do you really think that I'm going to go in there and drop every single file that I ever have related to my business and not organize it? It's the same concept. So no matter what you're using, I do recommend that you utilize those hierarchies. So we have the teams, which are essentially like those departments that you create. Then what lives inside those teams are actually what's called projects. And the projects are what is going to house all of those tasks, all of those workflows that you're creating to make sure that you can get work done from start to finish. Now, the interesting uh, thing about our industry, which I find to be good, but also kind of like frustrating at some points is our work really never ends. And so you work with a digital marketing company or you work with a website designer. They're going to start your project on March 1st and they're going to tell you the end date is going to be March 30th. That's great for them because they get to close out those projects every single time they're done. 
for us, our clients are cycling through every single accounting period. And it sometimes gets so exhausting because we want to sometimes, if you're like me, I like to see things fully crossed off. I like to see projects close. And sometimes I wish I can close out those monthly clients. So the projects will house all the work that you need to do, all those tasks and everything. The beauty of the projects inside of Asana that I really like, and if you choose any other system, I really recommend that you look at this, is there's what's called a list view. And essentially, this will be one massive list of all the tasks related to that specific project. Then you have the board view. So essentially, this is a view that looks like a Kanban style view. Then there's a calendar view. And so I work on the calendar view. I'm a big calendar view person when it comes to looking at my high level tasks. But when I'm looking at individual projects, I like to look at it through the list view. I love how customizable you can make everything inside the projects. One question I get all the time, and this is something that I'm sure it would benefit somebody. The projects that you create should be based off of each client if you can. So I'll explain what I mean. If you have bookkeeping clients, every single one of my bookkeeping clients, so if there's 30 clients, each one of those clients will have their own project. And the reason why is so that all my client work related to one client is all all those tasks and everything are in one area versus trying to take all those tasks into one big project across all clients. It would just get really overwhelming for you to look at from like a project management standpoint. And also sometimes if you want to just hone in on how a specific client is doing, task-wise and and how you're moving forward with the work, you can just easily hone in on that. Now, if you work with clients on more of a higher volume, what I mean by that is if you are a tax repair, so I did taxes back in the day. If you are a tax repair, I actually do recommend that you actually have, because that volume could be a lot higher, one project called tax work, and then each client listed out as a task. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, or you're curious as to what that looks like, I do have a free Asana guide, which will actually show you some pictures Um, as well that will like break all this kind of stuff down for you and you can find it linked in the show notes for you so that way you can get a visual if not you're welcome to join my free challenge which is march 27th to march 31st and you can go to workflowqueen.com backslash challenge it's absolutely free we can dive into what that actually looks like so now you have these projects you've got all these tasks right so all these tasks are living within your projects Now, one of the best things that I love about Asana and most of these systems is subtasks. So when you create a task, so let's just use the example of the task is to reconcile Bank of America bank account for one of your clients. Inside of that task, there's the ability to add subtasks and there's also this beautiful little white space. It's called the description box. I love the description box because I'm utilizing a lot of links in there. I'm adding a lot of information. So that way, whoever is taking on that task doesn't have to come back to me with 50 million different questions. So the subtasks allow for you to highlight the different steps it's going to take to reconcile that bank account. And that's what I love. There is a project management system out there in the past that I used, and I don't know if they've changed this. So shout out to them if they did. But At the time that I used Jetpack Workflow, this was like many years ago, they didn't have the ability to uh, create subtasks. And I found that to be such a make or break of the reason why I didn't continue to to use them was because I need steps involved in doing one thing, right? I can't outsource the work if all I'm telling them to do is, you know, reconcile this against a specific report and they have no idea what they're doing. They really need that information. And that's why I love having those sub steps. So Whatever system you choose and whatever route you go, just make sure that there is the ability to create subtasks. Also, the ability to use some sort of a 
description box like I was mentioning before, some sort of blank space within that task to be able to maybe link out to the folder that you store the statements in. I'm not saying upload the statements into Asana. I'm saying link it out to something maybe in Google Drive, wherever you're storing your stuff. It makes it so easy when building out these workflows that because you have those subtasks, they're not the subtasks aren't overwhelming looking at them from the high level perspective of the project. Because when you're looking at the high level perspective of the project, you should only see the tasks themselves and not the subtasks unless you expand on that. And that's something that I really like about it. Once you really start putting those tasks and you start putting them into action, you'll want to complete, you know, a few more steps to create more efficiency. You want to make sure every task that you have in your project management system is assigned to somebody, even if it's just you. I know that sounds really crazy. If it is just you, what's the point? The reason why is Asana is built to filter in all tasks related to and assigned to you into your, what they call my tasks view. My task view is a way for you to be able to see a high level overview of every single task that's assigned to you and what's due across all projects. So that means you don't have to get distracted clicking into each and every project every day. And that was one big reason why I didn't like Trello. So I used Trello for a little bit back in the day and I did not like it because I had to click into literally every project. I'm not sure if they changed the feature. Uh, Mind you guys, these are systems I used a long time ago. At the time, I didn't have a way to be able to see high level all my tasks assigned to me. And instead I had to click into every project and that would make me distracted. So least form of resistance, just get to the point and make sure that you have a project management system that's gonna be super solid and that can showcase information that's assigned to you so you don't have to be distracted and you can really maximize your efficiency. One thing I want to note is that when you are naming these tasks, no matter the system that you're using, make sure to use a verb and I'll kind of explain what that means. Don't create a task that just says something like payroll. What are we doing with payroll? Are we running payroll? Are we canceling payroll? You need to make sure that you're using some sort of a verb inside of your task. So that way, even for yourself or even for someone else who is going to be working with you, can understand what it is that you want from them. So I always put that identifying verb inside of the task. Always make sure that you're assigning the active task to someone like I mentioned before and assigning those due dates. And so... In Asana, one thing I love about it is that you can set tasks to repeat on customized frequencies. For example, if you have payroll, maybe you want to do biweekly. So you can do biweekly every Tuesday. It will set to repeat. And every time you complete it, it will repeat two weeks later. And it will continue to be assigned to you. You don't have to change anything. The description box is still there. It's amazing. It just creates less you know, time that you need to spend rewriting everything. Also make sure that you're utilizing that description box. That's in your tasks. Hopefully the system that you're using also offers that. This is a great place to showcase information about naming conventions because if you're like me, nothing drives me more insane than when someone on the team names something so crazy that I'm like, nobody could find it if they search for it. So what I do just to be proactive about it is one in our training, I do train the team on our naming conventions and the ways that we name things like how we do things, how we store things. But one thing I do is in those tasks, so if I'm having someone download bank statements, if that's the task, download bank statements for X client. In the description box, it will literally say naming convention, and then it will say the naming convention, but usually it'll say name dash, you know, Bank of America dash date. And what that tells them is that you need to change the name and the date to be the statement date, and then also the name of like the client. And so 
that just allows you to eliminate this mess in your company and that description box can really, really, really help you ultimately. We're gonna talk about you actually needing a project management system no matter what stage you're at. I think a lot of people get really caught up in this gray area of when is it time for me to actually implement task management systems, I think from the very beginning, it will save your life. And it will also change your perspective on your personal life as well. I use Asana for everything that includes my own personal bills, whenever I'm ready uh, to go on vacation, like booking flights and things like that. I think that a system in general just helps you get things out of your brain. Don't get me wrong. I'm still one of those people who every once in a while really want to write stuff down and I think that's okay. I just think that you need to have a system in place that if you were to write down a task or write down pieces of information, maybe from a client call, that at least you have a task. For me, it's at the end of my day and it'll say something like take all my notes or information and put them into the system. And I think as long as you're proactive in that sense, it really helps you to say, okay, because for me, pen to paper helps my brain process, but then I need the system to be able to keep me on track and also communicate with that team. I really do believe that having some sort of a system, no matter what you use, there's a lot of things that people use, like things like Keeper is a big one that a lot of people are using. There's Asana, ClickUp. Those are the big ones that I see in this industry. The one thing I would recommend is that if you are using something like Keeper, just really consider using Keeper alongside or or stacked with something like a real project management system. And I'll explain what that means. Keeper is great for quality control, communicating with clients. If you'd like to do that, you can actually ask transaction questions. I'll link it down in the show notes. It's a great place to get that info and you can actually do reporting in there and there's a client portal. It's great. They do have inside of each client's like project to do like their quality control and to stay on top of the work. You could see like transactions that have like odd vendors. It's, it's actually a really, really amazing piece of software. Hey listener, just wanted to quickly interrupt this episode today to ask you, have you been trying to find a better solution to actually taking payments from your clients? Then boy, do I have a solution for you. One of my absolute favorite pieces of tech is Pluto. Pluto is such a game changer in your business. It really helps you to allow you to be able to take payments easily from your clients through ACH. They also take credit card as well, but they have so many different options. One of the big perks to using something like Pluto over something like QBO and all the other options that we have out there for invoicing is because because it is way more cost effective and it has saved me thousands of dollars on those fees that we get taken out for invoicing our clients. So we no longer use QuickBooks Online in order to invoice our own clients. We now have migrated over to Pluto. And if you wanna learn more about Pluto and check it out, it is amazing. They make such a seamless process for our clients to be able to add the ACH information, to ask them to authorize us to be able to take the automatic payment every single month and saves us a ton of money in fees. You're just gonna go to workflowqueen.com backslash Pluto. That's workflowqueen.com backslash Pluto to learn more. They have the task to do the quality control. So what I recommend to people is that you use Asana for everything in your business and also those tasks related to clients. And then what I do is I put a task inside of Asana that says, go to Keeper and do quality control. And then that's when we move to Keeper to do the quality control aspect. And then we move back on to Asana. And that's the only exception that I ever have added any other task in another system. And that's because Keeper connects directly with QuickBooks Online. It's just an amazing app. And I really would recommend checking it out. 
what Keeper does offer is they do have a area that's called firm tasks. And the firm tasks essentially can be shared across your whole entire team. I'm not sure, sure if they've changed this feature. In the firm tasks, you can't actually hide certain tasks from team members. And I think that's like a really big risk depending on like what you show on your team. Because to be honest, I want to make sure that I have tasks like performance review tasks for my team members, or maybe it's like a task for me to follow up or send a write-up documentation to one of my team members. I don't want that to be seen across my team. I want that to be private to myself as the owner or maybe only involve management. And so that's why I don't recommend using something like Keeper to manage your whole entire business. I really do think it plays a key role in the month end process, but I really do think Asana does a a really great complement to Keeper. And I get this question all the time. So no matter what you choose, whether it's Asana, whether it is Keeper, if you want to just use Keeper, I know some so many great people who use just Keeper and they don't need any other project management system. That's okay. Different strokes for different folks, people. It's all about asking questions and asking them why they like it that specific way. But for myself, it works really well with what I do. And we also have a very complicated way of running my firm because I am really heavy on marketing and sales and I've got really big goals. I've got a team. I need more than just one list of tasks for my whole entire company. That just didn't make sense for me. I want to talk about a couple of benefits of using Asana. To me, there's really honestly a lot of different benefits of using Asana, but I'm really just going to highlight three specifically. One, I absolutely love that you can customize the hell out of Asana to really make it appealing, functional, and even fun. I can't even tell you how many times I get so excited when I complete certain tasks and a little unicorn will fly across the screen. And it just encourages me to just keep going. And I love the colors and I love the aesthetics. It's also not overly colored or too much happening, which is the reason why I couldn't do ClickUp is ClickUp was always trying to come out with a new feature every week and that just distracted their functionality. And it made a lot of other parts of ClickUp slow because they were too focused on building new things instead of focusing on building great things. And so I also didn't like the aesthetics of it. It was just too much for my eyes. For me, it made more sense to go with something like Asana where there are colors and they also have a a colorblind feature, which I really like as well, that they're more accessible. I like to be able to choose inside of Asana those specific colors for certain things like tags and projects. I color everything very, very consistently. And this is something that I teach and kick off with Asana for bookkeepers and accountants, my signature program. A lot of my students love that I just give them the colors that I use. So that way it just cuts through the bullshit and you just know exactly how I set my whole entire firm up on top of all the templates to have it already set up and ready to go instead of having to learn it like I had to. Another benefit of Asana is you can create actionable steps to reach your goals faster. So by creating a project around each of your goals, you can create tasks and assign due dates so you don't really have any reason not to really move that needle closer to your dreams. So this is going back to when I was chatting about other apps that don't really give that high level capability of really seeing those high level goals and the things that you want to achieve. Because if you just focus on client work and executing that, what about the the rebranding your website that you've been dying to do for like a year? What about finally hiring that social media manager? Where are those tasks going to live? That's why we need things like Asana that when those goals and when those ideas come to life, we can easily implement them into projects that can move forward. The other benefit of using Asana is you can actually outsource work and scale really, really easily. So once you really have those solid workflows in place, you'll really be able to assign tasks to a team member and get more off your plate as long as you've given them all the important information up front. Because the last thing that you want to do is just say, okay, I've got these 10 tasks, but they have zero information and you just outsource it. Yes, granted, when we hire certain people, like let's just say that you're a bookkeeper and you're hiring another bookkeeper, 
You expect them to understand how to reconcile a bank account. Absolutely. I can 100% agree. But now we have to make sure that they're reconciling based off what we want. Because just because they know how to reconcile, there might be specifics on ways that you like to do things that are different from another firm. And so we have to take that into, into mind. And I see a lot of people that I've worked with Throughout my years here at Workflow Queen, I've seen so many firm owners who get so mad at people that they hire and they think that they're just dumb or they're not smart enough or they just don't get it or or whatever that looks like or maybe they don't have experience. A lot of the time, the reason why they get stuck or the reasons why they can't move as fast as you want them to or do it with the same way that you would have done it is because you fail to give them the information on how you like to do it specifically. People are terrified of this, you can't see my bunny ears, this boss that they're working for. They want to perform the absolute best for you. But if you're not giving them the expectations, the rules, and the guidelines, that's what you're using something like Asana and uh, communication, like having team meetings and stuff like that. So just be mindful that when you're outsourcing this work, that you're always utilizing the resources that the project management systems provides for you and give as much information up front. So... One of the other things I wanted to kind of cover before we end this off is the fastest way to implement Asana and organize your firm. So if you're looking for the easiest and quickest way to do this, like I said before, I am hosting a five-day free challenge. I've done this since 2020, almost like a couple times a year. It's called the Workflows Made Simple 5-Day Free Challenge. I do cover Asana, which we actually will dive into on days uh, four and day five of the challenge. There will be replays available. The dates are March 27th to March 31st of 2023. If you're catching this later, don't worry. Go to workflowqueen.com backslash challenge or click the link that's in the show notes. And you can always get on the wait list for the next time we host it if you missed this one. The other option too is if you're just trying to cut straight to the point, another option too is I do have a signature program called Kickoff with Asana for bookkeepers and accountants. And this is really for those either at the beginning stages or more seasoned. We've had people who started with zero clients. We also have people who have over 300 plus clients that have taken Kickoff with Asana. We have over a thousand plus students from all around the world. It's been incredible. It's very predominantly US-based. So the templates are in US-based that I do provide for Asana. We do have some templates for Canadians. So if you really just want to cut to the chase and just know exactly how to set up Asana, how to use it, how to add your team to it if you have one, how to use tags, what those tags look like, and you just want it to be shown to you from the very beginning and have all that work done for you, I would highly recommend looking at Kickoff with Asana for Bookkeepers and Accountants. It is a program I've had around since 2020, and it's been incredible. And also, if you have any questions about the program, if it's the right fit, what I would recommend that if you are looking to sign up for Kickoff with Asana, I would recommend that you kind of hold off just a little bit because make sure that you are on my subscriber list because we are doing a very special promotion for $200 off the program, which we are going to be doing from March 31st at 1 p.m. EST until April 7th at 11.59 p.m. EST. So for only a week, we're going to be doing $200 off kickoff with Asana. We only do this every once in a while, so I would not miss it if it's something that you just want the done-for-you system. If you want to learn about my teaching style, maybe see what is going to be in more in alignment for you, then definitely check out the challenge. There's a lot of golden nuggets. I had a great review the other day from someone who took our challenge who said, They got so much great information. I share my exact tech stack I use at my firm. We go through goals. We go through my Asana. You guys get a behind the scenes look at what I'm doing and the years of experience that I have. So 
no matter what stage or what walk of life you're at, we welcome you. It is very exciting. I am so pumped to be just hosting this once again. It's going to be super exciting. Other than that, regardless of the system that you use, I do recommend that you make sure something has tasks, subtasks, the ability to really further organize your projects, ability to actually have those description boxes and a way to give more information and a way to effectively be able to outsource work either to yourself or other people. So without further ado, if you have any questions, I am known literally as not just the workflow queen, but the Asana queen as well. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Come over on Instagram. I'm at at Workflow Queen. I always love chatting with people. I love voice noting and I'm happy to share my experience and what I can give to you along the way. So without further ado, I'll see y'all later. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of our Conquering Workflows and Systems for Bookkeepers and Accountants podcast with your host, Alyssa Lang, the founder and owner of Workflow Queen. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes and share this episode with a fellow bookkeeper or an accountant on social media and also tag me on Instagram at Workflow Queen. The more that we work together to get this out in front of other people, the better I can help to serve this industry to create more solid systems and processes. Now go take what you learned from today's episode and apply it into your practice so you can finally give yourself the brain space and freedom that you deserve. I can't wait to see you unfold throughout your journey. And thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode. See you next time.